0: Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello. Welcome in. Happy Friday. This is The Daily Sales Show, and we're so glad that you're here. If you are new here, we do this show every single day. Let me show you where you can check out the schedule. You can look at sellbetter.xyz, or you can scan that lovely QR code on your screen different topic different guests every single day of the week we love that you are here let us know in the chat where you're dialing in from amanda from her new home her new residence where are you at amanda i mean i'm at
1: the audience plus headquarters in phoenix arizona
0: new home audience plus <laughs> like we're just moving right into the office i love it yeah yeah um want to give i'm in raleigh north carolina ish um And we wanna give a huge thank you to our partners for the show today. Apollo, you can get a free account if you're not using Apollo already, using the link in our chat right now. And then um, if you're a manager or a leader who's looking for a discount for a larger team, send me a message on LinkedIn, I'll hook you up with a discount code for for a team too. Also, um, Win is another one of our sponsors today. If you have time and you have a couple extra minutes set aside, 30 minutes from now. Um, Stick around to the end of the show. I have a special Friday surprise for you all. But today we are going to dive right in. We are talking about how to turn discovery calls into a demo that converts, like not just running through your product. And I thought, like, there is no one better to talk about this than Amanda Bagley. She's at Audience Plus. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. I love joining The Daily Shows
1: every time. It's always so much fun and we love the Sell Better team. So thank you so much for for inviting me to top on something that I'm actually pretty passionate about. If you ask any of the reps that I've coached or trained or managed, Discovery is my favorite
0: part of the sales process. So let's get into it. Yes. Yeah. You I mean, I learn nuggets and gems from you every single time we talk. Let's see who's in the room while we're going through kind of what to expect from today. We're going to talk about some questions that Amanda uses her favorite questions to set her demo up for success like during the discovery process. We're going to dive into like how can we focus our demos on what our prospect really cares about And then finally, we'll talk about a couple strategies to make sure that we're like, how do we bring this full circle? How do we connect discovery and demo all together and make it one cohesive, lovely unit? But um, Amanda, I would love before we like dive into some questions, I would love to hear just your overall thoughts on how we can show up better for our prospects, for our clients in the discovery demo process.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. And I know I was kind of like rattling on about this, but I always like to think of it, we'll be inspired from this Greek mythology. It's the story of uh, Androcles. And it was this guy who was like, he was running away and ended up in this cave and there was a lion in the cave and uh, he pulled a thorn from the lion's paw where... You know, the thought is the lion didn't even know that there was a thorn in there. He'd just been living his life thinking that this is a pain that I'm always going to feel and there's no solution to it. Um, and then, you know, future in the future, he ends up in um, the arena to get executed or something like that. And the lion that was in there actually ended up being his, his buddy from the cave. So he obviously spared him. But when I think about discovery and sales, Oftentimes, it's not just like trying to pull out challenges. It's trying to understand what's going on. But also, there's a lot of problems that they don't know they have. And we can't just sit there and tell them that they have it. In this case, Androcles was like, oh, you have this this thorn. I'm going to pull it out. And then the lion felt that relief. So I know it's like weird for me to open up with that. And I will say, like, this is plagiarism from a training that Kevin Dorsey did years ago. But it kind of really stuck with me and I know we are kind of just all influenced and inspired by different training um, type of like methodologies and everything like that, as well as what other thought leaders have, have taught us. So I always want to open up with that one when I talk about
0: discovery, because it was kind of like really compelling when I started to look at it through a different lens. Yeah, I think like it reminds me of specific sales situations I've been in where it's like people who have only known a paper process for something. And this is all they've done forever they don't want to move because of fear of change or they don't know that there's a more efficient more effective way yeah. you can't tell them their way is wrong right exactly. do I, how do you figure that out okay so let's start off with some questions oh well let me first off share who's in the room um we got a lot of aes representing today so welcome in um i i I want to start off asking you about some of your key questions that you use during discovery that kind of help set you up for when you're going to go demo can can i just share what you shared with me
1: yes of course (laughs) i'll allow it leslie thank you Um, permission granted so it was hard for me to choose my favorites uh in the past when i was doing sales training coaching for um my team i would always have us have this like repository of questions And not every rep feels as comfortable to ask a question. So it'd be like, find the question that just kind of rolls off your tongue. Not everyone feels like as audacious to ask some probing discovery questions as others do. So I would never force a specific line of questioning. But some of my favorites uh, walk me through, this is kind of getting a process, understanding things from there, asking questions throughout that explanation of their process. Um, in a perfect world now they're going to tell us their dreams which is really important we're going to talk about emotional stuff later on today in the the show um how do you measure this is where we're going to be able to get numerical values in terms of okay this is their process how do you measure maybe they're not measuring and then we get to t- dive even deeper into it because how can you tell us something successful if you can't even measure it mm-hmm. um how often does XYZ happen this is kind of pulling a uh, maybe, them revealing how annoying it is it's like yes every three times a day i have to stop what i'm doing and go deal with this okay well what would you be doing if you weren't spending your time doing that and then that goes into again emotion where they're like this is not what i want to do with my professional career i don't want to spend my time doing this kind of cumbersome task that isn't helping me grow but i have to do it otherwise we can't keep the we can't keep the engine going so those are my favorites and it all hits on a different thing right one process two tell me your dreams three let's get a numerical value four how often are you annoyed by this and then five what could you be doing if you weren't having to deal with that
0: yeah and i think like everything is giving you some sort of Um, idea of how you're going to connect the dots for them in a story later on, right? Like you're building out this story for yourself.
1: Exactly. Um, So every sale is different from my perspective. And I know that goes against a lot of the sales books. Um, I think it's Jordan Belfort says literally every single one's the same. I don't agree with that, especially today when there's just so many different nuances to every company's situation and that's really regardless of what product you're selling so discovery is really critical for us to be able to design the demo of the product based on what they're telling you so i say disco directs the demo as cheesy as that sounds but now we're getting this information from them and we can literally use that to effectively write the story of how this product is going to be useful for them or solve their problems for them and it's not just going through the canned scripted demonstration so that is kind of the thought process behind there not every sale is the same
0: i mean we shouldn't probably be taking sales advice from jordan Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> so if i'm all on the amanda train here um like really treating each person person as an individual it gets you farther in life it gets you farther in your sales beautiful i you said like disco directs a demo love that uh, catchphrase. We're getting you a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. I'm curious because like you said that your favorite part of the sales process is discovery. Like I want to just hear, I won't ask you any more questions, audience participants, I promise. But I just want to hear like, what's your favorite part? Because I thought that was interesting. Like maybe there's more people who love the discovery part, but I don't know. I would like, I would put bets on closing, but it's not looking too hot for my, my bets. (laughs) (laughs) why do you love discovery so much
1: for me it's uh it goes into well first like creating that relationship building that trust and something that we didn't touch on but we did talk about in the pre-show is yes discovery starts before the call you have to do your research but you don't want to do too much because then we're going to have assumptions then there's going to be questions that we don't ask because Okay, you looked at their LinkedIn profile and you looked at their company website and you're like, they definitely have these problems. I don't even need to go through this in discovery. I can tell based on this what I need to go through on the demo before I even had that conversation with this. So you're walking into the call with bias. So yes, discovery starts before the call, but don't do too much research. Do just enough to show that you have and to get oriented with the conversation, but don't make any assumptions because you never know. And that's what's so exciting for me in the discovery process, because you don't know what you're going to find out and you're getting them to open up and everything.
0: Beautiful. Never making assumptions, getting them to open up. Let's see what people think and feel. One person loves negotiating. (laughs) Maybe we need to Maybe we need to talk about negotiation next.
1: Well, um, I mean, I like maybe we should stop negotiating and everyone pays the same price for everything. <laughs> we can hey. pay the price of our tool based on how well somebody else can
0: negotiate or how
1: desperate we are for their business. But Damn. I am.
0: Yeah, we want like hot take moment right there. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people that agree with you. Okay, love it. Let I wanna talk about you had two things that we were chatting about ahead of time. Yes. When you're talking about demoing, I really loved like the two things you mentioned, the tea table and looping. Where do you want to start when we're talking about like okay. demos?
1: Let's let's start with the tea table. So this is how you're taking notes or how we're able to like we're doing that design right for the actual demonstration of what we're going to show, whether it be on the front end or the back end of, of the software, whatever it is you're selling. So,
0: if you want to just flash those yeah. notes, on the okay, really fast. Time out. Amanda shared her notes from her last demo with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Amanda's tea table up here in the corner.
1: <laughs> I listen, Leslie. You're not going to hire me to do the calligraphy for your wedding invitations, okay? I know I might. Oh my god, writing I might. It's you know that I've been teased about my entire life, but yes, that's effectively how I organize my thoughts when I'm I'm on a call. I know a lot of people, you know, they're writing notes and and everything like that, but I I feel like. I, if I was to be typing things out, it would take my attention away from the conversation. So for me, I'm just one of those pen to paper, pen to paper type of girls. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's effectively left, right, tea table. The, the left side is the requirements, um, are the requirements or the challenges that you pull in discovery requirements can be, okay, I need to make sure that I show them how our HubSpot integration works, or I need to make sure that I show one of these features because out the gate, they told us that's what they want to see. But then we also want to write down the actual challenges they're having. And then as we're going through the demonstration, we can check off the piece of functionality that we showed that is going to solve that challenge. And then we loop around on it. So you said, yeah, I show something, right? You said at the top of the call that this is and this is going on would it be fair to say or how does this look on uh, being able to help with that so again we're continuing with discovery we're keeping them engaged and we're keeping the product demo very relevant to the conversation that we had and you know that you're able to show that you're listening so that's kind of yeah we'll uh, show this again yeah John, So late. Like,
0: So like you're listening during the discovery call and anything that they're saying that they want, that they need, that's a requirement for them or something that's like hard and they're trying to solve for, you're popping that on the left-hand side of your tea table. So you make sure that when you demo, you're showing them things that they care about and you're able to check it off like a checklist for yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly.
1: And requirements can be a bit more explicit, whereas challenges are things that you determined based on what they were saying in response to your questions so for example it was like i asked them a question and they said this is the problem what we're having with that okay i'm not going to say oh we're going to solve that for you i'm going to show it and then i'm going to loop around and confirm with them and get them to actually verbalize that yes this looks like it's going to be able to help with that specific part
0: so it's it's about like making sure that you hit the things that are important to them. I can't tell you how many demos I've sat in on where it's just like pressing play on this is the standard demo that we do. And I'm going to show you all the features that I think I should show you because this is what co- is cool for everybody else. When like I came with one specific problem, that's like it's the first place that you start based on your discovery, like you're able to start with what they care about and what they want to see and what matters to them. It makes them feel special and unique.
1: Yeah. And let's be honest, a lot of us are selling or are, are selling very feature rich platforms. Yeah. Platforms that can do a lot of things. In fact, if we were to sit here, for example, Audience Plus, if I were to sit here and show you every single thing that Audience Plus can do, we would run out of time. And there's yeah. going to be a lot of things that, are very compelling that make you very excited. But then there's gonna be some things where it's like, I expected it to be able to do this and we've wasted you know, even 30 seconds on a sales call. When we're doing that countdown, whether it be 30 minutes or 45 minutes, I always tell my reps like, was it entirely necessary for us to show this as part or should we maybe focus on this part a bit more and really mm-hmm. showcase that functionality versus just kind of popping on every single feature? Um, but ultimately, it is making the most compelling uh, presentation based on their needs, but also making sure that they don't get this analysis paralysis with all the other things, right? It's like, oh, right. gosh, it's all these things. Do I even need those things? And then we're already working backwards where it's like, no, no, I get you don't need that. But what about the thing that you said earlier on? And, and this is what you need. So um, being super focused on on what the value is going to be for them, and everything else is maybe bells and whistles.
0: Do you have like a phrase that you use then? like um, you're gonna get through everything that they care about and you're checking off your list. Do you say something if you have extra time? like do you want to see some of the features that other Uh, clients like you have asked or looked at in the in the past do you want to see like do you have some sort of tee up where you leave them the option or do you just leave it alone and say like i showed them what they came for and you know the system does but yeah yeah that's where we're going with this do you i don't you
1: know like do you they're like no i don't want to see anything else or no i feel like this is everything i like kind of a pattern break where you're just like okay I know that's a lot. And we can do a lot more. What are your thoughts on this so far? And does it make sense or how would you want to see additional pieces of this? Because then it's like we're breaking up that, that pattern in the sense of like, I know you're probably really overwhelmed with all this and you have no idea, but there's a whole lot more right and then that also gives the opportunity for a secondary call and i'm not one of those people where if you have another call schedule that means the deal is progressing along i'm very big about having a specific reason for the next call but if it sounds like vibes are on and we're kind of trending towards that if we're not able to get through everything this is an opportunity to suggest a secondary call also hey let's bring additional people on your team to check out the platform.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Adding in more people. Okay. So um, I think like after this piece, when we're talking about converting, so like we're using their discovery to drive your your demo, and then you have to figure out how to get them to potentially like sell internally, right? Um, something you said really stuck with me about like discovery never ending talk to me about like how we restart this process all over again at the end of the demo
1: exactly like now we have to start discovery for next steps and this can be everything from okay do we even know if they're on board with this i always like to ask let's say you know let's give the scenario and everyone's been through this i say, yeah this looks great i love it i'll go talk to my boss about this Mm -hmm. and you're like okay cool i'll follow up over email and then you know when would be a good time to have the next meeting? No, 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 no. What are you going to tell your boss about this and this? Because now we can get them, well, one, we can do that measurement of like, are they really on board with this? But also get them to verbalize the value and how they're going to open up that conversation with their boss or whoever has to be a part of the the decision-making process. And also it's an opportunity for us to make sure that there is legitimacy in that, right? Maybe there's a point where we actually need to re-explain something where maybe they didn't pick up on something pro- like correctly, or we wanna make sure that they really highlight something. So yes, it's it can seem like a very audacious question to answer, but the more you practice someone says, okay, I'm gonna go have a conversation with my manager about this. Great, thank you so much for opening up that conversation with your manager. What are you going to tell them about audience plus? Uh, they're going to say, oh, it's <laughs> this amazing platform that's going to help us be able to understand the impact of the content that we're creating and also make it easier for us to publish it, right? Okay, boom. Those are all the things that I would expect you to say to your boss. Let's say that they're on board with this. What typically happens next? Oh, okay. Well, typically we're going to have to create a business case. We're going to have to bring it to finance okay, when finance is evaluating platforms like this, what are the specific points that they're looking for to feel confident to cut the check or something like that? So now we're continuing with discovery and we are kind of listing the curtain in the way, but we're also saying, okay, these are all the things that I need to deliver to my champion so we can have a bulletproof bulletproof use case, right? Bulletproof business case. And we're able to keep things moving along and keep each other honest and keep each other on point with all the things that we're promising. So a lot of today okay so let's be honest. We're going to keep talking about budgets have been slashed and things like that. We are we are selling in a really difficult market. And it's not just that budgets have been slashed, people are losing their jobs. People are having to present ideas that could actually be really risky. If you think about internal politics and you're standing in a in a department if I bring forward this wild idea and we're going to spend all this money on this new product that could actually get shot down, I can maybe feel kind of stupid to even bring that forward and then I'd have a chip on my shoulder. And so you have to worry about that perception that you have with their team. So I digress. It's a difficult time to sell, I guess, of course. And it's also a difficult time to champion things internally to buy when there's that kind of uh, uncertainty that it's going to land with the team so how do we enable our champions enable our buyers to know how to navigate these conversations because oftentimes people don't know how to buy and they don't know how to sell things uh so that's um continue and do that discovery and making it so we can actually have uh, a plan for it and you're supporting them at the end of the day
0: yeah You're setting them up for success i think about it like when you were talking through it it's like we role play with our managers this is like role playing with your prospect and your champion and you're like you're like we're going to practice together before you have to go do this in front of someone else
1: exactly exactly and that empowered them and also like we're going to make you look like a rock star
0: but let's get this is how we're going to get everybody on board with it right I think too, like you can think through some of those roadblocks with them that they may be, sometimes it's just better to talk through those things. Like, hey, could this be a roadblock for you? What could you foresee a roadblock being? Like, let's talk through how we're going to handle that. Sometimes doing that with someone else is so helpful. Yeah. Um, If you have questions, we're going to do a couple more things here. But if you have any questions, you can stick them in the Q&A section at the bottom of your toolbar on Zoom. And we will jump over there in just a minute. Um, but I do want to share, Amanda, I want you to talk about this quote that you shared with me um, a few days ago, because yes, um, I'm still thinking about it.
1: We, they would say like sales is a transfer of emotion, like, yes. But if we actually think about the things that uh, make us take action, it typically is very emotionally driven. So Now, how do we do emotional discovery where it's almost like they are now very obsessed with the product? They're obsessed with the idea. We're always having, like, we're making that marriage with them. And that's going to lower the action threshold because it's not just about business anymore. It's about that emotional feeling where not just, oh, I'm going to get further in my career if I implement this and it's successful. It's, I literally can't go another day without this. So if the that quote is from uh, this, this Portuguese guy, which also is a nod because I spent some time in Lisbon over the summer. Um, but yeah, Antonio Tomasio, just if we look at it as we actually feel before we think, and that's when we are trying to get somebody to do what we want and sales in this case, it's pulling out that emotion so they can feel it. We're married to them and that's going to lower the action threshold for them to even you know, work together with us to get this in front of the team and ultimately over the line.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so are you ready to answer a couple questions for us? Yes, let's go. Okay, if you have more, go ahead and stick them in the Q&A section. You can also upvote other people's questions if you want to hear them answered with that little thumbs up symbol. Um, but Marianne asks, Amanda, are you sharing your prospect's website during Discovery or Audience Plus's offerings?
1: Oh, that is such a great question. So if you're familiar with Audience Plus, every single one of our customers is effectively a case study. At minimum for the visitor experience, if you are utilizing Audience Plus as the engine behind being able to showcase your content, if you guys are familiar with Lavenderland, they're using us. Um, there's also, uh, a company that we're very close with, uh, that will be launching with us here soon, <laughs> um, but, uh, so we also have like a demo kind of version of it as well as we're walking through. So of course our prospects website. Yes. I'm going to go through and be like, Hey, you guys produce this awesome website, but I notice it's be buried behind the resources tab and buried behind the blogs. And I take so much for me to even get there. So yes, I, I am sharing the Prospects website to be like, I love that podcast that you did the other day. It was kind of like a, a flash in the pan when I saw it on social media. How do I get to it if I wanted to watch it again? Oh, you have to go to our website, then you go to our mm-hmm. resource tab, then you go to you know behind the blog or behind resources or something like that. So um, hopefully that answers your question.
0: <laughs> I It's like that user experience, like sharing your experience from the user perspective. Um, putting yourself in that seat. Oh, I'm spilling tea, everyone.
1: <laughs> An emotion, right? Think how emotional that is for them to be like, yes, I yeah. put so much love into this piece of content and is literally buried
0: now. And Isn't like the how there's, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Uh. Bochi, I believe if I, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name incorrectly, any advice on how to reach or engage with the right decision makers? when your product is used by non-decision makers like developers or um, an end user?
1: Oh, this is bouchy. A a tough question for me to think about in in the terms of, uh, well, how do we, one, we need a multi-thread. You can create this groundswell of potential end users, right? We're targeting them with relevant content to them. It's speaking to them, but ultimately it's somebody who is so high up the chain they have no concept of what's actually going on on the ground so sure if a cold email even makes it to their inbox and they actually look at it they're going to be like i this is irrelevant at least to me but it is a huge pain to my team that's on the ground that they feel every day so in this case in these type of sales and this type of content creation and targeting it's it's getting that groundswell of potential end users, whether it be through community, audience building, creating content that's really speaking to them. And then ultimately we're able to create this kind of team of people who are going to to wanna to bring it up, up to the to leadership um, and then also offering that content that can help them have those conversations.
0: Yeah, and share that story. Okay, one more quick fire yes uh how would you attack mid-market outreach to make the quickest impact possible when moving into a new role do you have a hot take on this
1: um, right now everything's changing and everyone has different takes uh, i mean it depends on the product and the market that you're targeting a um, mid-market is the, okay I, it could be dependent on the number of employees that you have or, or that they have right. or the amount of revenue but it seems like everybody is is going to you know linkedin video prospecting and and emails, of course. Email isn't dead and utilizing tools like Lavenderland to help you write better emails. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And pick up the phone or whatever. <laughs> no one calls. Nobody calls anymore. Just do it. And also leave voicemails. Leave what? Yes. Leave, leave a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a voicemail.
0: Oh, man. Soapbox. We won't go down that because we are almost at time. I do have a couple more things. First off, um thank you sell better daily yes. show in the chat um yes. go ahead find amanda on linkedin uh follow her content uh, honestly every time we speak like i find so many nuggets from you the way that you dive into your work with such passion like thank you so much for sharing with us today thank you guys for having me thank always so um but also we do this every day monday is a holiday some places so we are off but on tuesday We are back with cold video prospecting, all about like, how do we book more meetings? So we're talking with Tyler Lissard and Melissa Gaglione, like two of the top people when it comes to video prospecting, both so much fun. So join me with them on Tuesday. You can check it out at sellbetter.xyz or grab the link in the chat.